refreshing. Had a hard week this week. You went through things you never dreamed would come your way. There's just something about the refreshing of the Holy Ghost to give us strength. Jesus. We have to learn to run to Him in times of difficulty, not, a, not away from Him. Run to Him. He's with us. He's with us. It's 12, 17. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the second chapter of the book of Acts. We will read verses 37 and 38. You are a guest here today. Jesus, we are so thankful that you are here with us to worship the Lord. It is our prayer that you have already been touched, already been blessed by the move of God's Spirit. The Word of the Lord tells us we must worship Him in spirit and truth. And the Word is truth. The Word is truth. So to balance it out, we must receive the word. We got to get the word in our heart, our spirits, our minds, so that we can truly walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. And seeking God about today, everything that has taken place, I was trying to find something to fit. Seeking the Lord, praying. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, I, I want you to preach on the basic doctrine of salvation. And I, I said, Lord, you, you got to be kidding me, right? Of course, he never responds. He tells you one time, that's it, he's done. You can argue all you want. And so I know what the Lord has led me to do here today. Because I want to tell you that there is no greater foundation to stand on when your world is shaking than the solid foundation of your salvation. To hear and to know that I am His and He is mine. And you are here today. And you are a guest and you've never been in an apostolic church. There's a chance you're about to hear something from the word that you have never heard. I challenge you. I encourage you. Write down the scriptures as I preach. Get out a piece of paper and a pen. Write down the subject, baptism. Write down the subject, repentance. Write down the subject, Holy Ghost. Write down the scriptures underneath it. And then go home and study it. Study the Word. Study for yourself. Get a hold of it for yourself. Because I want to tell you, everything else is shifting sand. But what I'm about to teach here today is solid rock. It's the only thing that's going to get us out of here. It's the only door onto the, onto the ark. Come on, somebody. It's the only way out of this earth into heaven. There's only one plan, one way. It's in the book. And we got to preach it, and we got to teach it, and we got to stand on it, and we have to stay with it, and we can't, we can't veer from it. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 37, the word of the Lord says, Now when they heard this, 
they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Everybody say, Repent. And be baptized. Say, Baptized. Repent and be baptized, every one of you. Not some of you. Not if you just believe it. Not if you were just raised that way. The command is that for every one of us to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And what's going to happen when you repent? What's going to happen when you're baptized and your sins are remitted? And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That word shall there means mandatory. It means absolute. It means it will come to pass. There is no doubt. There is no option. It will happen if you repent. If you're baptized, your sins are washed away. Ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let's put our Bibles down and clap our hands unto the Lord. Will you pray and ask the Lord to give pastors strength right now? We got a little ways to go. Jesus, we need you in this place. Open up our hearts and our minds. Let us hear the word of God. Put it in our spirits, Lord. And everybody say amen. Turn to two or three people around you and tell them the word is true. You may be seated. If you got a tough time witnessing to someone when they ask, what are scriptures on baptism? What are scriptures on Holy Ghost? What are scriptures on repentance? I encourage you right now, get a piece of paper out and get a pen. And I encourage you to write these scriptures down as we go. Just not the whole scripture, just the, you know, Acts 2, 38 and 37. And follow through. It's something you'll be able to use when you leave from here, the word of the Lord says what? It says that when we are asked by someone what we believe, we should be able to give them an answer. We should not look at them like we're dumbfounded. Our answer shouldn't be, well, come to church and you'll find out. Come to the house of God and my preacher will preach on it. No, ma'am. No, sir. You ought to be able to give an answer right then at that moment. This is why I believe this. This is why it is true. This is the word of God. Simon preaches the first message ever preached after the birth of the church. Jesus walked upon this planet for three and a half years. He taught his disciples. He trained them. They watched him as he ministered to the multitudes. They listened as he, as he ministered to the one or to the two. But right before his going away, the book of Luke tells us that he opened their understanding that they might understand the scripture. And then before their eyes, he was ascended up into heaven. He said, go to Jerusalem, tarry, wait for the promise of the Father from on high. 
And so we know that this is what the disciples did. They obeyed the word of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They made their way into Jerusalem. They found an upper room somewhere. And there they began to seek God and pray. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. That all of a sudden the sound of a rushing mighty wind came into that room. And the Bible tells us that tongues of fire set upon each of them. And they all began to speak in tongues as the Holy Ghost gave them the utterance. What happened right there? They received the promise of the Father from on high. Exactly what God had told them to do. They staggered out of that room, drunk under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Men and women begin to gather around. What meaneth this? Some begin to say, These men are drunk, but the anointing fell upon Simon Peter, and he stood up. And the Bible says, He said, These men are not drunk as you suppose seeing it is but the third hour of the day 9 a.m. in the morning he said but this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel saith God in the last days I shall pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters come on somebody they're going to prophesy your old men going to dream dreams come Come on. Simon Peter continued to preach that message. He preached the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The men that were there were pricked in their heart. And they looked up to Simon Peter and the rest of the brethren. And they said, what is it that we must do? And Peter said, you must repent. Now every man that was there, they've heard that word before. They knew what repentance was was they understood the concept and then he said and you must be baptized woo, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins now they had heard about baptism the labor the washing the word is used but this Jesus name thing was a little strange to them but he didn't stop there and he said and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost but my question today is Simon where did you get that message where did that message come from is that out of the word of God is that something you made up on the spot and so I want to go through God's word today I don't know how long it's going to take me but you're sitting down I'm the one standing up and yelling so if I faint, somebody pour a little water down my throat, slap me in the face, pick me back up, and we'll do phase two. 
Matthew chapter 16, beginning with verse number 17 through 19, if you're going to write that down. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Borjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it and I will give unto thee and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven woo Jesus Christ illuminated the minds of the disciples. He empowered them with the power of the Holy Ghost. He told them to tarry until they receive it. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But then we find the miraculous beginning to happen after the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And so my question is, Simon, where did that subject repentance come from and does everybody have to repent or is that something just the zealots do is that something that just those who are fanatics about God does can't the rest of us just be good can't we just do good deeds can't we just be kind and be saved or is there something in God's word that we must follow a path a pattern a way a door, an entrance into his presence and into his power. I wish somebody would help the preacher today. Woo! Don't make me do this all by myself. I'm out of gas and I hadn't even started. Look at your neighbor and tell him, water break. Ah, thank you. So we have to ask ourselves, Simon Peter, where did this come from? According to Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 17. From that time Jesus began to preach and to say repent. Everybody cry out repent. Come on let it come from your heart. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You should not be afraid of repentance. Repentance is one of the most glorious, powerful, life-changing things you will ever do. I'm telling you, when you get done saying, God, forgive me of my sins, there's going to be a weight come off of you. There's going to be a joy come over you. Come on, somebody. Woo. 
the disciples preach repentance. Mark chapter 6 verse 7 and also in verse 12 the Bible says they went out and preached that men should repent. We are commanded under repentance. Luke chapter 13 verses 1 through 5 the Bible tells talks about the Galileans that suffered and died but Jesus said I'm here to tell you they those 18 think that they were more wicked than you he said nay but unless we all repent we shall likewise perish somebody say repent Roman tells us in Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. If I have sinned, then I must repent. There's something powerful about repentance. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 15 verse 7 that all of heaven begins to rejoice when one center, sinner repents. Luke tells us, Jesus speaking to his disciples in Luke 24, 45 through 47, he opened up their understanding. And then in verse 47, he said that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations that means everybody everywhere no matter who you are no matter where you're from we must repent I can't think of a more powerful subject to preach in the middle of a fast, falling on our face, getting a hold of God, letting him search our hearts. Cleanse me, oh God. Cleanse me, oh God. Search me with a fine tooth comb. Let your light shine in the darkest places of my heart. Reveal to me, God, my hidden sin that I might know, that I might repent that I might call get bitterness out of me get jealousy out of me get envy out of me get these things oh God out of my heart anybody feel that way right now anybody feel that right come on why don't we stand to our feet why don't we repent a little bit right now will you do that will you lift your hands up in the air will you ask God's forgiveness come on Will you ask him to forgive you? God have mercy. Lord have mercy. Wash me clean. Forgive me of my sin. You know my failures. Woo! <laughs> Can't you feel his love? That's not. He doesn't send condemnation. He sends love. It might come with a little conviction. But it's love. Oh yes. Repentance will draw you to God. It will not push you away. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. You may be seated. Everybody shout, repent and be baptized. 
Simon Peter brings another thing out here. We have to ask ourselves the question, did Jesus himself, did he support, promote, back up, believe in, and teach baptism? First of all, we need to realize that Jesus himself was baptized. The Bible says, then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan under John to be baptized of him. It wasn't that he needed to be baptized because baptism is for the remission of sins. But Jesus looked at John and he said, John, that all righteousness, listen to the words of Jesus, that all righteousness might be fulfilled. Let it be so. What do you say in God? I am saying that righteousness can not come until you are buried in his name. You say, well, what about those who get the Holy Ghost before they're baptized? Let me tell you something. I know a lot of people that talk in tongues who live unrighteous lives and whose sins are still abiding upon them. We serve a merciful, loving God. But if you want the righteousness of God upon you, you must have his blood upon you. And only blood remits sins. And baptism is for the remission of sins. And when you are buried, in the name of Jesus Christ the blood is applied his righteousness is applied and you sir you ma'am become a new creature in Christ Woo, baby you're going to have to carry me home you have the love on me rub me down massage my feet massage my head Woo. I didn't get enough response on that. Y'all got to encourage that woman. I was somewhere one time, and uh, some young whoopersnapper like this kid right here thinks he's got his act together, you know. Went to Bible school, and woohoo, woohoo. Good preacher, by the way, dynamic preacher. But you know, he's going to get married one day soon. He's courting a hot shot up north. Comes to me and he uh, asked permission, you know, to go see her. She's a big deal. And I said, brother, do they really know you? Have they really sat down and talked to you? No, I called that pastor and I told him, you can't have a finer man uh, dating your daughter. I said, if he was taller, better looking and smarter, I'd let him date mine. <laughs> oh, I'm so mean. But I was somewhere... This couple had been married for a couple of years, you know. And my wife was over in the kitchen. I said, hey, woman, bring me a drink. And she turned over there and got some water and brought me a drink. So that little whippersnapper said, hey, woman, talking to his wife, you know. She turned and glared at him. I said, son, let me tell you something. That word woman came out of my mouth. After 30 years of honoring, respecting, loving, caring for her, 
giving everything I am to her. She knows she is my everything. And when I say woman, there is so much compassion and respect with that word. When it flows into her ears, it's like me saying, baby, I love you. But what you just said, son, is the first letter of divorce. And if you don't get your act together... And earn her respect before you start acting. Okay, all right. Wow, how in the world we ever get on that? So everybody say baptism. When therefore the Lord now, when therefore the, John 4 and 1, when therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Not only was Jesus baptized, but he had them baptized as well. John 3, 22. After these things came Jesus and his disciples into the land of Judea. And there, and there he, let me get rid of that. And there he tarried with them and what? And baptized. He gave them the commandment in Matthew 28, 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name. Everybody say the name. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Not only did Jesus endorse baptism, but he taught it as a necessity. Look at Mark 16 and 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. I actually had somebody say to me one time. But he didn't say, he that believeth not and is not baptized shall be damned. I said, because what good, what good would it do to you to get baptized if he's a non-believer? If he doesn't believe, it wipes out everything else. People try to grasp at everything that they can. But Jesus believed that baptism, and he taught it was a necessity. John 3 and 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. There are other scriptures that show the necessity of baptism. Acts chapter 10, verse 48. Acts 22, verse 16. Romans chapter 3 verses 3 through 8 I encourage you to go and study and read those Galatians 3 27 1 Peter 3 19 through 21 probably the most though astounding thing that Peter said is when he said to them he answered the question what must we do to be saved is that they were to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Now we need to remember that Peter was with the rest of the disciples. He had their understanding opened by Jesus Christ. They understand the scriptures. Luke 24 and 45. Then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scripture. Verse 47. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. If you believe the word Clap your hands to the Lord. He was commanded by Jesus Christ in the book of Luke to preach repentance and remission of sins in his name. And that this, friend, 
is exactly what he did in Acts 2.38. Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And so we ask the question, what about 28 and 19? What about it? It's the most powerful Jesus name verse in the word of God. It is the most powerful oneness verse in the word of God. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now this is how most of the world baptizes. The problem with that is they are repeating a commandment they are not fulfilling the commandment it's like brother Sapp saying brother Kyle would you go turn that monitor and I go over there and I go would you go turn that monitor no 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 go turn the monitor no 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 go turn the monitor it ain't never going to be turned I'm just repeating his command But if I actually do what he says, what did Jesus say? He said, baptize them in the name. Everybody say the name. Name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Father is not a name. It's a title. Son is not a name. It's a title. Holy Ghost is not a name. It's a title. How do you know that? I'm a father. My name is Dan. I'm a son. My name is Dan. That doesn't change. I carry my father's genes. My name is Dan. I've only got one name. I can be, I'm a pastor. My name is Dan. I graduated in electrical engineering, but my name is still Dan. Actually, it's Daniel. But you can call me Dan if you're my friend. My friends call me Dan. Actually, you can call me Pastor Kyle. So go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name. Everybody say in the name. I want you to know that Jesus never gave the command to baptize in the titles. He said baptize in a name. There is a name. What is that name? Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And shall call his name Emmanuel. Which means God is with us. Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be wonderful. It shall be counselor. The mighty God. The everlasting father. And the prince of peace. John 5 and 43. Tells us the name of the father. Father is Jesus. I've come in my Father's name. Matthew 1 21. The name of the Son is Jesus. And she shall bring forth the Son. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. John 14, 26, the comforter, the Holy Ghost is the name of Jesus. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. 
go baptize in the name. And the name that you're going to use is going to be the name of the Father. It's going to be the name of the Son. It's going to be the name of the Spirit. That name is all-inclusive. It's the all-powerful name revealed from the, from the history of all time. And Peter obeyed in Acts 2.38. He did not disobey either Peter misunderstood Jesus which is impossible because the Bible says he opened their understanding that they may understand all scripture including Matthew 28 19 when Jesus said go baptize in the name of the Father Son and Holy Ghost Peter had divine revelation of that scripture not you not me I don't have right to private interpretation to the word of God the Bible tells me that I don't have a right to say well that's not what that means that's exactly what that means and that's exactly what Simon Peter did quit twisting the word of God get rid of your religion and get God get rid of tradition and get in the book we're here to help you today. Peter obeyed that command when Jesus said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That's exactly what Peter did when he said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name. But he had the revelation. Of what that name was. In the name of Jesus. Now if you'll give me a moment. I am going to give you every place in the Bible. Where someone was baptized. In the titles. Father, Son and Holy Ghost. Which is what 95% of all religions. Christian religions on the earth do. So I want to read to you. Every time. In the Bible that someone was actually baptized in the titles. Are you ready? Just give me one more moment. Take my time. Thank you. I'm going to take my time. Because there's not one single place in the Bible... Where it was done that way. So why are men doing it that way? Because they're more about religion and tradition than they are about the word of God. Shake off religion. Shake off tradition. Shake it off. I want God. I want God. I want God. I want God. So the question is... 
Are there places where people were baptized and it was in the name of Jesus? Yes. Acts chapter 2, verse number 38. Acts chapter 8. Read verses 15 and 16. Acts chapter 10, verses 47 through 48. Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6. And every one of those places. But don't stop there. Go to Romans chapter 6. Read the book of Colossians and Galatians. It is full of verses that are talking we're baptized into him we are baptized into him into his death into his name into him clap your hands to the Lord I'm almost done because there's not much left Peter finished up his answer to those who asked the question what must we do to be saved he said, you have to repent. You have to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. And if you are sitting here today and you are scratching your head because you cannot remember and you do not know, was I baptized in the titles or was I baptized in the name of Jesus? The chances are you were baptized in the titles because I've never met anybody who ever forgot being baptized in the name of Jesus. Unless maybe they were tiny. They're little tiny things. Peter finishes up by saying, not only are you to repent, not only are you to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, but you are also to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Against popular belief, the Holy Ghost is not an option. It is not the icing on the cake. It is not something extra you get after you're saved. No, no ma'am, no sir. How can you be holy without the Holy Ghost? And if you're not holy, you cannot see him, the word of God says. Listen, we are nothing without his spirit. The Bible tells us that without his spirit, we are none of his. You must have his spirit in your life. It's what will change you. It will change your walk, your talk, your dress. Everything about you will change what you love and what you hate. It will change how you speak, how you respond. Everything and whoever you are, your ambitions, your desires, your dreams, they will all change because now mingled in with you is God and God has come to tell you this is what I have planned for you this is what I want to do with you this is how I want to bless you this is how I'm going to lift you up out of your situation this is how I'm going to establish you this is how I'm going to strengthen you Luke chapter 11 and verse number 13 if then we be in evil watch me now if we then be in evil know how to good get Good, good gifts to our children. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? John 16, 13. How be it when He, the Spirit of truth. Everybody say the Spirit of truth. Is come. He will guide you into all truth. My Lord, you can't even walk in truth without his spirit. John 20 and 22. And when he had said thus, he breathed on them and said unto them, receive you the Holy Ghost. Many people preach there. That's when they received it. No, they didn't. They received it in Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4 because that's what the Bible says. They did not receive it there. 
He gave them the command to receive it. And he gave it to them again in Acts 1 and 8 when he said, Go tarry for the promise of the Father that is in heaven. And then in Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4. They received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And there appeared unto them, verse 3, cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And so we must receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Is it a necessity? Yes, it is. Just like baptism is a necessity. John 4 and 14 says, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life John 7 38 through 39 he that believeth on me as the scripture hath said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water but this spake he of the spirit which they that believed on him should receive for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified Romans 5 and 5 and hope maketh not a shame because because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. How? By the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Romans 8 and 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Romans 8 and 11. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. You cannot even go in the rapture without the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians 12 and 3. I'm closing. Wherefore I give unto you to understand that no man speaking by the spirit of God calleth Jesus the curse and no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. You can serve Him. You can work for Him. You can labor for Him. You can do anything you want. He'll never be Lord unless His Spirit dwells in you. Because that means you've never really given yourself to Him. You may have walked in His Word, you may have proclaimed his name, and you may have done many things external, but you never let him internal. You never let him really come in and take over your life and receive in his spirit. Ephesians 4 and 30 says, let's stand. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of Redemption. When you receive the Holy Ghost, it will come with the evidence of speaking in tongues. God will speak through you. It's nothing to fear. It is the most beautiful thing you will ever receive. Read in the word of the Lord, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Read in God's word in Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 47. Follow that up in Acts 11, verses 15 through 17. Acts chapter 19, verse 6. Thank God for truth. 
talked to my men today in our men's meeting. I talked about the armor. One of them being the breastplate of or the loins girded about with truth. And I, I talked to them about it's more than knowing truth. It's falling in love with truth. It's realizing that God has given this wonderful gift to us. I have a treasure in me that cannot be hid. I should be willing to share it with everyone there is everywhere. As the word says, any man who asks, I should be willing. Now, Sister Dawn will have this message up on the podcast by this evening sometimes because she's awesome. You can actually go there, go to the website, download it. You can still get to the website by typing the Pentecostals PB or you can type the Sanctuary PB. It doesn't matter. We're still addressing all of those. Download that podcast and listen to it. Take the time to write those scriptures down if you didn't do it today. Every eye closed. I want everybody in this building to know. I want you to know, sir, ma'am, I want you to know that everyone in this building came down this path. Nobody is born saved. And you're not saved when you're eight days old. Salvation is a personal decision that you make in your life to obey God, to obey his word, his beautiful word. This is the most incredible plan there is. Think about it. When I repent, the burden, the weight of sin is lifted from me. And then he, and then he honors me by allowing me to be baptized in his name. And when I go down in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins, that's just what he does. He then washes away my past when I come up out of that water. Every act, every deed, everything I ever done, every word I ever said spoke every act I ever committed, everything ever wrong in my life is washed away under the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says never to be remembered against me again. Never. If your past is brought up, it's not God bringing it up. It's the devil. Or you... And you just simply say to yourself, you ignorant fool. And don't call nobody else that. You just say, you ignorant. I'll take the word fool out. That offended somebody. I can feel it. You ignorant moron. <laughs> don't bring up your past. What's the matter with you? God, put that in the blood. And listen, listen, church. Listen, 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 listen. Every day, his mercies are renewed. I don't care what you did yesterday. 
If you're willing to bring it to the altar today, he will put it under his blood. He will forgive you. Washed by his blood. What a plan of salvation. I get to repent of my sins. Brianna, someone as perfect as you. In every way. I love your hair. Someone as perfect as you. There just might be something to repent over. Maybe you got mad because the right shoes weren't available this morning or something. I don't know. Mercy's there to forgive. Love is there to forgive. Wow. What a plan of salvation. I can repent of my sins. I can give God my sins. I can give God my sins. Then he allows me to wash my past away. And then he doesn't only wash my past away, but he says, now I want to come. I want to abide in you. And I am going to give you power. To overcome sin from this day forward. However, John said, or maybe James, it's been a while since I read it. If you do sin, sin not, he says, sin not. And I'll give you the power to overcome sin, to defeat sin in your life, to live a righteous life and to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. He said, however, if you do sin. We have an advocate with the Father. And you can just bring it to Him. And He'll love on you. He'll hold you tight. Because He loves you more than you can ever, ever imagine. I wonder if there's someone here today. If you'd like to just bring something to the Lord. Something you're tired of carrying around. Maybe you're standing next to someone that, you know, sometimes it's a scary walk. You can say, hey, come on. I'll walk with you. Let's go bring this to the Lord. Let's release this to him. Because he's merciful. He's kind. He's gentle. He's forgiving. There's no condemnation here. No. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. We have all failed Him. But oh, when you learn how to repent. <laughs> When you learn how to give it to God and say, here it is, Lord. Here it is, Lord. Let's come, church. Come on. I know we don't want to step out because we don't want people to think we're murderers. But we all have something that we can bring to the altar and give to him. Why don't you bring somebody with you? Bring a friend with you.
we can repent together here today. We can talk to God.